brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is Gerald Everett, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here, of course, with the Trash Man, back for another edition of the Waiver Wire Podcast and live stream. If we get anybody here watching on YouTube, uh, if you are watching on YouTube, you have questions for Trash Man or me, or Trash Man or I? Is it Trash Man or me? Is that, I think, the proper way to say it? Yeah. Um, you can, or for the both of us, you can get them in the comments section. Also, as usual, I know it's a new season, but as usual, if you have questions about who you should drop, whether or not you can drop these guys, whether they're safe to drop, uh, put those in the comments too. We'll circle around to some of those at the end of the show as we get to these things. Trash man, what, what the hell's going on with you, brother? Uh, you know, running around like a chicken with my head cut off today, but I'm here. Yeah, I know the feeling. Um, I know the feeling. Okay, so as everybody knows, we're here to discuss the waiver wire cheat sheet, which is our product for our pro members over at rosterwatch.com. It's going to have a free agent acquisition bids on there, our recommendations for it, and also in tiered rankings, our preferred waiver wire pickups this week uh, based on some of the pro tools that are now up at rosterwatch.com. And so we'll just go through it. Trash me puts the skeleton of this thing together, and I'm kind of, I kind of do some oversight of it as, um, editor of the site but you know trash this is usually kind of trash man's baby he does a good job with it and trash man i think we just need to start out talking about the running backs first because we now have an issue with i mean for you is jeff wilson kind of the headliner here with the elijah mitchell itch, in, injury it feels like the reporting we've gotten out of the san francisco media and for pro football dog and some of these other people on twitter is that we're looking at you know probably six to eight weeks for elijah mitchell and we just don't know. I mean, um, Tyrion Davis-Price was a healthy scratch to start this season. It kind of sort of shades of Trey Sermon from last year. I don't necessarily think that that <laughs> – I don't think that that necessarily dooms him to a Trey Sermon outcome this season, but certainly something to keep in mind there. Jeff Wilson was clearly the next man up. Uh, they also had Jordan Mason, who we played a lot in preseason DFS, who's actually – you know, he's a pretty athletic, good little player, but, you know, an undrafted – free agent that was used mostly on special teams. Jeff Wilson seems like the guy. My only concern is, look, 
we, we we even saw it. I can't believe Debo Samuel keeps scoring rushing touchdowns. <laughs> we talked to <laughs> you, were, you were saying like going into the season, there's no way Debo Samuel. <laughs> the very first game, he shoves it down my throat with a, <laughs> with a big rushing score. So it's just you know just crazy. Debo continues to contribute like that. I do. I honestly think you know, I know this is not a waiver wire thought, but I think this helps Debo Samuel over the course of yeah, the next, like eight, eight weeks or something, maybe just as much as anybody. But Jeff Wilson. What are you thinking? Um, what is your what is your outlook there? And I mean, do you like him more just across positions than basically anybody else? Is there? I mean, is, is is he the marquee pickup this week? Because if he's the marquee pickup this week, this might be a week where if you're not hurting too badly, maybe saving a little bit of fab, kind of going for some of these guys that are higher upside plays, maybe down the stretch of the season and stashes could be a little bit more important as far as I see it. Is that the way that you see it, or is Jeff Wilson a guy you must go out and get? I mean, I see, you know, kind of a three-way a three-way tie between him, Curtis Samuel, and Jarvis Landry, in my opinion. See, that's uh, interesting because you put Jarvis Landry there. I bumped him down a tier as far as Fab because you're not going to have to pay that much for him. This is fantasy, and people are just so interested in not taking guys who are old. And um, I just think Jarvis could sort of feel, you know, Jarvis sort of feels like a guy that's one of these low upside kind of you know, low upside kind of plays that a lot of people don't really like, uh, you know, too much to go out and really break the bank on as far as their waiver claims. So I don't think you're going to need to pay out the nose for Jarvis Landry, but I do realize, you know, 72% of snaps. Um, he had the nine targets for uh, seven receptions and 114 yards. I mean, that's all, that's all pretty impressive. Uh, we're going to get to wide receivers in a little while, mainly talking running backs right now, but I will say this when we get to Jarvis, one thing I'll say is that Jameis looked like shit for the first half of that game. And he didn't really get that connection going with uh, Michael Thomas or Chris Olave for that matter. Chris Olave didn't have a catch till the second half of the game. Right. Um, So, yeah. Anyway, just back to the running backs. We have X time. Before we do that, we have X diamond in the comments asking here, should he trade away Higgins, Hollywood and James (laughs) already? Higgins, Hollywood, and James Robinson for Cup and Alexander Madison. I would. No. You Why would? Not? Yeah, I get the by far the best player in that whole trade. You get the best player. I mean, Higgins, Hollywood. It just seems like he must have a deep bench if you if you can afford to give away Higgins and Hollywood. Yeah, but you get Cooper Cup. You get a nuclear weapon. And James Robinson looks like the number one in Jacksonville, like I thought he would. Yeah, I mean, look, I would take that deal. I take Cooper Cup any any time I can get him, and uh, you know, I guess it's, it could be a little bit of recency bias there with T. Higgins and you know the way that he went out of the game. He won't be out long though. It's just to get you know, it's a that was a concussion, right? For 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 T. Higgins. I mean, if he if he if I mean if he can if he can afford losing those players, then that's fine. Yep. Um, Chris Thompson asked, "What do y'all think of the Jaguars moving forward with ETN?" I think the better days are ahead for Travis Etienne. I would not I agree. Pull the, I, would I just, not pull the I just think the, the rumors of James Robinson's demise are greatly exaggerated. Yeah, well, dude, James James Robinson looked just – I mean, he looked no worse for the wear. He looked fine. He, he really did look just totally fine. So, um, yeah. But in, anyway, speaking of James Robinson, let's talk about some of these running backs. Um on the way where I cheat sheets, this sort of this next group, I, I was interested to hear your thoughts about Rex Burkhead because Jesus talked about rumors of rumors of decline being over-exaggerated. Well, I mean, Rex Burkhead is still 
running 71% of snaps. He got 19 touches, eight targets in this game. And what's concerning about this is it's not with for Damian Pierce is that it's not a situation where Houston was like trailing and the game was completely out of reach. You know, Houston was actually kicking their ass for a while. Well, and to me though, that feels like they went with a guy who they trust in that situation. The guy who they're not worried about losing the ball or, you know, why would they ever worry about Damian Pierce losing the ball? He has no history of that. Well, I know, but I mean, but he's a rookie. I, I feel like they just felt safer in the hands of, Rex Burkhead. In so, that so how long can that be the case? I don't know. Rex Burkhead is 32 years old. I know. So how long can that really be the case that he keeps a, keeps a 22 year old Damian Pierce, who's by far a better runner, by far a better player off the field. I mean, Damian Pierce, here's the thing about Damian Pierce too. And I, I heard somebody, I heard somebody talking about this right in, or maybe it's on Twitter right after the game. It's like, whenever they put Damian Pierce in, they ran the ball with Damian Pierce. You know what well, I yeah, mean? They were obvious. They were obvious. It was a major tell. It, it was a major tell for what they were going to do. Like they, they against put, him. Yeah. So I, I don't know if they're going to be able to kind of work that out or how that's going to, you know, how that's going to, at some point it feels like, you know, Damian Pierce is going to have to, he's going to have to take that job. Right. Whether Rex Burke gets hurt, whether he's just, it's a natural ascension. Um, it's disappointing for Damian Pierce, fantasy owners and managers, people who just you know, played him in DFS this week. But I don't think that the that the requisite, you know, completely necessary response is to just go run to pick up Rex Burkhead. I, I you know, I'm, I'm not sure that you were talking about a starting runner for the long term. Now, if you lost some, I guess, I, you know, you lost Elijah Mitchell or something like that and you need some kind of immediate backup. You cannot get Jeff Wilson. Maybe Rex Burkhead is a guy that can help you for a couple of weeks, especially in PPR. But I, I just I kind of see. I kind of see Damian Pierce kind of moving up, whereas I'll see Rex Burkett sort of moving down. And we can see those scripts completely flip by the end of the season. But, hey, man, you you got to win right now. I'm just – I'm not going to break the bank for Rex Burkett at all. You can see exactly where we have him. by looking at the cheat sheet. Okay, so we have Bob Watson asking, should I grab Taysom Hill, who's tight end eligible, and, and drop one target, David Njoku? I would. Who's Njoku have this week? Um, Browns. Uh, let me look. Sorry, I should. I don't have Browns it. have the um, Jets. The Jets. Uh, I'm not sure. I drop in Joku right before <laughs> right before he plays the Jets. Man, that's a pretty good matchup for opposing tight ends. Even though Mark Andrews didn't necessarily take full opportunity this last week, the way that a lot of us were hoping for. Um, Gasson, I look, man. The whole Taysom Hill thing. Yeah, that's 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 your deal. I think that that's going to be super, super, super up and down, but here's the thing. Tight end scoring in general is really super up and down. I think if Gerald Everett's out there, I think I'd rather pick him up than Taysom Hill right now, just based on the fact that, you know, who knows what's going on with Keenan Allen. Um, right. Trash man. We, we just, we saw, we saw Justin Herbert really just uh, di- distributing the football um, to to a lot of these guys and Gerald Everett, man, you forget he's just a freak when he gets the ball in his hands. I like you know being part of that offense. Taysom Hill, you could end up playing him, and he like he gets you a literal a zero burger, you know, one week. Certainly has a lot. I mean, that's definitely in the or he could get you two carries for four yards down at the goal line. He gets stuffed, and that's that, you know. So I think I might go with the upside there. Um, oh, Jalen Rager, is he worth a dynasty sash? I would say no. Did, did Ray? Maybe look. Let's let me let me look at the Vikings. Hold on. Did did did, did he do anything? 
no. this last week? I, I didn't, not that I noticed. Uh, I maybe in the, I don't know, maybe in the deepest dynasty leagues, but no, I'm not stashing him in any dynasty league that I play in. And I play in some really, really maniacal ones that are super deep. Um, Renan Dias, would you trade Alvin Kamara, Elijah Moore for Christian Kirk and St. Brown? Is there, oh, Amon Ross, St. Brown? Kamara and Elijah Moore for Kirk and St. Brown? No. Alvin Kamara? I wouldn't trade Alvin Kamara by himself for Christian Kirk and Amon Ross St. Brown. Jesus, you want to throw in Elijah Moore too? Elijah Moore should have had a much, much bigger game than, than he did this last week. If, 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 you, if you go back and watch it, he had two huge opportunities completely missed, one by a pass interference and one was just he just barely couldn't stay in bounds. Um, John DePaul says he's being offered Mike Evans for Kyle Pitts. T is his number one, so Evans would be, but I'd be streaming tight end. What did you think about Kyle Pitts, trash man? I know we're going to get questions on the side about Kyle Pitts, what to do about him because he was miserable in this uh, matchup. Um, if, dude, if you looked at the matchup tool before the game, though, you would have seen that the Saints are just te- a terrible matchup for opposing tight ends. And he was a guy that I was a little bit worried about playing anyway. Um, I think that th- I remember looking and seeing this week, who do the Falcons get? I wish I had the matchup tool up. So the Falcons get the Rams, not necessarily going to be a whole ton better there. But as 10.5-point underdogs here to start, we could see a game script where they're going to have to gonna have to um, get the ball to these guys for sure. Ren and Dye saying Alvin is hurt, so I was worried. No, I mean, they're saying that he's 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 fine. You know, he's, he's, yeah, he's, it was a rib injury. I think he's going to be good. Whenever they say day to day, it means he's they're they're planning on playing the very next week. It's when they start saying week to week that you got to worry a little bit. Um, okay, so caught up on those questions. Let's get back to these running backs. Jamal Williams up here at the very top too. I really like that trash man because it looks like he has it looks like he has the goal line role, and it looks like Detroit. Even if their defense is going to be so bad all year long, I mean they have some pieces. I mean they got some pieces. Yeah, they're up and down the field. Their offense looks better than I thought it was going to. Yeah, so I I think that you know if they get down to the goal line, I don't have the you know the we always do this thing before we have the ranking sheet pulled in, and I don't have the exact numbers for the distribution of red zone touches, but I guarantee whenever we get that thing, it's going to be super, super, super uh, heavily slanted towards Jamal Williams, even though we did see DeAndre Swift just kind of go bananas there. I see you have Rashad White on here, along also with Khalil Herbert. I'll just say for Khalil Herbert, um, he's one of these stashes where if he's available in your league, I don't think anybody's going to be running out to go get him because he only played what twenty something percent of snaps, and people aren't going to. You know, he, he had he had the one touchdown. Yeah, I mean, but, if you look, Khalil Herbert is like the epitome of efficiency. Um, I mean, you just look at what he does on the ground compared to what David Montgomery does on the ground. But, you know, he did, it, they basically had the same yardage on the ground, but with Herbert getting half the touches. I mean, and it was like that last season, too. I remember there's a statistic where Herbert and, and the time that he spent on the field last season bested Montgomery as far as, you know, yards per carry when he was on the field last season. I mean, Herbert, really, he just – I mean, he really he'll need a David Montgomery injury to really get you know set loose. But I think too, as with this offense, we we really haven't seen even in this first game um, a number two receiver emerge. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of 
both running backs this season for the Bears. I think Aguanamia St. Brown's going to be their number two wide receiver. I mean, I, I mean, in the camp, at camp when I was watching, I was like, it looks like Brown is on the field most of the time. Yeah, so I mean, EQ St. Brown played seventy six percent of snaps. He played, you know, he played more snaps than any other wide receiver not named Darnell Mooney. And what a disappointment! Darn, my my wife has Darnell Mooney on her team. She didn't know Darnell Mooney from Adam. You know, she's like, she's like, hey, why did, why did you tell me to get this Darnell Mooney a hole? It's like, what, what is what, what is this guy? Um, yeah, you have to hope for better days ahead. As always, don't don't sell super low on those guys. Um, MK asks in the chat, trading Debo and Michael Carter for Wentz and Jonathan Taylor. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, can you just can you push accept yesterday for that? <laughs> yeah, go, yeah, go ahead. You're, as long as you're getting Jonathan Taylor, <laughs> yeah, you're on the you're on the right side of you're on the right side of that one, man, for sure. Yeah, MK, and that's in a 16 team league. My God, wow. Okay. Um, God, who who makes that trade after last week? Uh, I mean, who makes who makes that trade? Uh, it's just, I don't know. I just don't understand. Maybe somebody who loses Mitchell. Yeah, maybe just a, what, like 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 Byron says, a liquidation trade, like he talks about on, on the on the trade cast. Anyway, you you had what else to say with Khalil Herbert? I think if you're in a dynasty league or if you're in a keeper league, and Khalil Herbert's out there, I mean, this is the last year of David Montgomery's deal, and if Khalil Herbert continues to look good and efficient in, in, in a keeper league, especially these leagues where you can keep him for like a 16th round pick next year or something like that, if you pick him up off waivers and he's still on waivers, that, that would make Khalil Herbert a lot bigger of a, I mean, he would be right at the very top um, uh, of the, he would be a guy that I, in a keeper league, I would put in like 30% to, to get Khalil Herbert and just hold him and, and hopes he's going to be the starter next year. And then, you know, there's, there's backdoor stuff too, trash, man. There's, there's stuff or, you know, trap door kind of stuff where if Montgomery gets hurt, he's golden. Yeah. If the, if this staff that didn't draft David Montgomery gets to go sour on David Montgomery, I'm, I'm not quite sure. I believe that they will, but just in case, um, if they do, that seems like another, you know, way that Khalil Herbert could sort of fall into some trap door productivity down the stretch. So, uh, you know, keeper league stuff and stash stuff, I'd certainly like Khalil Herbert. But then also Rashad White feels like a good stash too. And I tweeted about this during the Sunday night game, Trash Man, that um, with Rashad White, you had Chris Collinsworth just going on and on and on, who's been in production meetings with these dudes all week. He shouldn't have been talking so much. Oh, because he because of the the sore throat. Yeah. He, he, anyway, he was saying that, um, saying like, dude, th- through the course of the year, you're going to see more and more and more of Rashad White. Well, he's the, he's the obvious number two. Yeah, yeah, and that was something that changed through training camp because whenever Byron was there, he was running like four behind Kenyon Barner and stuff. So he really made a late push. Rashad White's a good player. We loved him at the Senior Bowl. So. Certainly a guy that probably in sharper leagues is already going to be stashed. But if he's there, he's there. I'm, I've noticed that you put on Kenyon Drake on this list. I hate the Kenyon Drake's even on here. I wish I could move him down even further. But um, I didn't want to I didn't want to add a difference for you because you had him a little bit higher. I just feel like a player of his skill set. He's going to he's going to he's going to have maybe one or two more one or two more. But I feel like even with J.K. Dobbins back. And what about you know, when Gus gets back? Well, okay. I don't know when Gus is getting back, but I do feel like J.K. Dobbins is back. I still feel like Drake has a role w- with his skill set there. Okay. 
Uh, fine. Um, Jalen Warren is another guy we probably need to discuss. I think that I consider Drake in, in about his territory. Now that we know that Najee Harris, it doesn't feel like Najee Harris, um, the reporting about Najee Harris has to do with his Liz Frank injury. That was the first thing I thought. I was like, shit, it's his foot. It's this whole thing that Mike Tomlin lied about all preseason about his foot. He got stepped on and then Najee comes out after the last preseason game where he played and said that he's got a sprained Liz Frank. You know, if, if it was going to be a, you know, anything having to do with that, I was going to be in, I was going to be, you know, really in on Jalen Warren, but it feels like that's not really that, but just something to keep in mind there, you know, Tomlin lies, you know, they, they definitely lie. So a guy like Warren, man, talk about a preseason stud. And he looks like he's definitely the backup to Najee Harris. So uh, definitely could take a stab on him. Any of these guys a little bit further down that you want to hit on before we move on to wide receivers, trash man. Um, I mean, Zach Moss, um, I, as much as I hate to say it, I mean, he played ahead of James Cook. He got the same amount of um, targets as he did carries, I believe. Let me. Did I mean, he, I, I can't think back to Thursday. Let me look at the snap counts tool. So, for the Bills, it was Zach Moss, thirty-seven percent of snaps, six targets. Yeah, six targets, six six touches, six targets, twelve touches. Um, let's see, Moss played thirty-seven percent of snaps. Singletary played fifty-nine percent of snaps. He got the two targets. James Cook only played five percent of snaps. Man, because well, after that fumble, he was just out, right? Yeah, he's dog dog doghouse. Um, we have our boy Minion Hunter here. I think, yeah, Minion Hunter. That's I am I am. I, his name always <laughs> throws me off, but that's that is Minion Hunter uh, because he's talking about Devin Duvernay saying Devin Duvernay ran at least some of Hollywood's old routes. One of those TDs was uh, one of those TDs was at least that's a big deal for fans for all purposes. I'm trying to confirm if it was all his routes or. All, some of his routes are all of them. We'll certainly keep us informed on that, Minion. We know you have a finger to the pulse of the Ravens there like nobody else. And Duvernay's certainly on the sheet. Um, not sure. I have him right at the top, though, because as Corbin Perry's asking with this very next question, for me, the biggest waiver wire pickup you know, this week, if you're not in really, really bad need at, at, at running back. And I can't believe Trashman and I just agreed on it. We both came to this. Maybe it's just the consensus. I, haven't, I don't know. But it's Curtis Samuel. Um if you watched the game, you saw that Curtis Samuel looks like he's absolutely back. Uh, he looks like the guy that they paid all the last year. They paid all the money to. He looks like the guy in 2020 that you could just plug into your roster every single week. Now with the Washington, I hate it. I have to scroll down to the Washington Commanders on this tool. I hate. I, I, I still can't stand that. 71 percent of snaps. He had 11 targets. He also got the. I, I'm not sure how many. I'm not sure. Do you know? Did he have also some? He, he, he had some design touches out of the backfield, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, he had the touchdown. And, Cur- dude, Curtis Samuel with 11 targets. We know Carson Wentz locks on to these dudes. Uh, it's interesting to me that the next closest wide receiver was Jahan Dotson at five. And then Terry McLaurin at four. Ter- dude, Terry McLaurin got his bacon saved on that on that nine route down the right sideline yeah. for the for the touchdown. But um, I mean, well, it seems like, you know, if teams are going to angle to shut down McLaurin, they need to angle to shut down Curtis Samuel. Dude, he's a baller, man. I'm good. I'm like Curtis Samuel's the guy who I'm excited for this week for sure. Uh, much more so than than Jeff Wilson Jr. A, a, again, if you're a fantasy manager who has a good, well put together team that was able to you know sustain any losses you might have taken at running back or any real bad situations at running back, like say, yeah, Cam Akers or. 
Who else was just disappointing if, as a possible starter? God, I mean, are you are you are you worried about Zeke, Trash Man? Are you worried about the Cowboys in general? I'm worried as hell about CeeDee Lamb. <laughs> that look on your I'm face not, says I'm, it all. <laughs> I'm not worried about Zeke as much because I think they're going to have to lean into him even more. Um, the rest of the skilled players, yes. Why so high on Jarvis? You already explained it, but it's just because the all the targets, snaps. He looks good. I mean, he looks like he's healthy for the first time in a long time. Yeah, I mean, he led the Saints in receiving in a game in which Jameis Winston didn't really even look that great yet. Didn't you know? I think as the season progresses, I mean, that connection just going to going to improve. We mentioned Jahan Dotson. Uh, he's he's up here close on this sheet. I feel like he's in a different tier as far as your free agent bid for him. But certainly, certainly, I mean, Jahan Dotson should have been drafted. You know, yeah. I, 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 but you know, if he wasn't, you know, you should you should definitely pick him up. Even though right now I pick up Curtis Samuel, who I wouldn't have necessarily said before drafts should have been drafted. That was a guy where I'd like I'd have to see it out of him. That's a that that's a veteran. I'm a little bit more comfortable prospecting on these on these rookies as far as the actual draft, but um, certainly, you know, that's a top 15 pick in Jahan Dawson that just, I believe he scored two touchdowns. So uh, five targets, you're not going to get that every week. You know, that's, that's, a, that's amazing efficiency. I, I'd be, I'd be honest to see what is, as far as his touchdown dependency, as far as wide receivers, where is, what is, so Jahan Dotson is 80% dependent on touchdowns for his fantasy scoring. He's the sec he, he, he's uh, if you don't count Ty Montgomery as a wide receiver, which our tool apparently does, but Jahan Dotson is the most touchdown dependent wide receiver after if, one week. If OJ Howard could be counted as a wide receiver, he would definitely <laughs> was that two targets for 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 two touchdowns. Um Ren and Dyes asking for the top three waiver wire pickups. Go to rosterwatch.com, look at the waiver wire cheat sheet over there. Um, okay. The, uh, any, any other wide receivers you want to touch on here, trash man, you know, um, there's a big list of them. I mean, Tyler Boyd, potentially Josh Palmer, potentially is Tyler Boyd owned in less than 55% of leagues. Yeah. It's just hard for me to believe. Well, he should have been drafted. What about Donovan Peoples Jones? Is he the new number one for Cleveland? He's the, I mean, he's at least the number two. Well, based on this thing, is he's he's the number one, right? I mean, based on I mean, but um, but it's it's I think it's a similar situation and with McLaurin. I mean, like teams are shutting down or trying to shut down Cooper, and that leaves uh, DPJ. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, uh, they no, both I played the exact that, same number think, of snaps. I don't think the team considers him to be the number one receiver. Amari Cooper had three had, went went three for seventeen. Peoples Jones on eleven targets went six for sixty on eighty on eighty three percent of snaps, but it's it's that eleven targets versus that six targets that really pops out. Um, I mean, I feel like Kyle Phillips in a PPR league. I think maybe you push him up, bump him up a bit if you're in a PPR one point PPR. Yeah, and then Minion Hunter asked about Devin Duvernay. I think it's probably fine to go pick up Devin Duvernay. I, I, like I'm not going to put the same kind of same kind of. Um, Free agent bid down on him as I would for a Curtis Samuel. May, oh, we didn't talk about Josh Palmer. I didn't feel like Josh Palmer is the immediate replacement for Keenan Allen, though, Trash Man. Didn't that seem like it was DeAndre Carter? It did, but if you um, <coughs> if you go back to last season, um, whenever um, Allen was out, it was Palmer who picked up the slack. You know that 
you know, Byron just loves, loves, loves Palmer this year. I've always said I don't trust him because, you know, but now it's like, well, you know, if there's no Keenan Allen and you can see Mike Williams do a disappearing act like he did on Sunday, it's got, you know, it's got to be somebody. Yeah, Herb's, I mean, I mean, I'm fine Herb's to distributing the ball all around, dude. It's crazy. But I feel like based on last season, what happened last season, Palmer is the biggest beneficiary. Okay. We got to talk about tight end or any of these, like, and Greg Dorch, any of these other guys, I mean, any of these other dudes, really, I mean, you could just look at the cheat sheet, man. For I like, mean, Greg Dorch is running Rondell Moore's routes. I mean, he's doing everything that Rondell Moore would be doing. And Rondell Moore will be back next week. So what are we doing? Yeah. Um, okay, so um, tight ends. This is interesting to me. I think that to, to uh, clear I, – I, it's Gerald Everett and Taysom Hill. Do you? Uh, I sort of talked about it whenever um, – I forgot who it was earlier in the chat was asking about those guys. Um, but the, there's Everett, there's Taysom Hill. If you did draft somebody who you're not happy with, I know like my neighbor drafted David and Joku. He's been, he, he was, he was texting me on, he was texting me on yesterday morning saying like, Hey dude, should I pick up Taysom Hill for David and Joku? Then we got that same question in the chat. That's obviously something that people are thinking about. I, I just, I think Gerald Everett is still out there. I think, I think, I think you should go with Everett Hill. Um, Everett, I I don't see the upside. What? What? You you saw the, this? I mean, this well, very last weekend. I mean, season season long upside, I guess. Well, but he, I, well, it's 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 really it's really easy to see it. Just close your eyes and say, like, "Oh, he plays in the Chargers." I mean, with team, like, AFC West shootouts. Hey, but also, I mean, in, in a situation where Keenan Allen is healthy, does he get that same kind of action? I, I don't know. Um, well, but what do you know about Taysom Hill? He doesn't even play tight end. But he, but he, but he, get, <laughs> but he plays tight end in fantasy. Are you? But I mean, the trash man. You're talking like you're, you're, you're claiming you're, 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 you're trash man. You're using the tight end position. You're using a, such a cockamamie straw man argument because because the thing is the, the exact argument that you're using for not liking Gerald Everett is the perfect reason not to like Taysom Hill. No, I but I don't know what else going to happen? It seems like they're manufacturing touches for Hill, regardless. You're going to depend on some gadgety Taysom Hill stuff where they put him in and put him in at the do his own read stuff twice a game. I feel like they, I feel like they could do that every game. I want to do, I, I want to tie in this out there. That's running 25, you know, 25 routes. I mean, I like Everett. I think he's fine. I just, there's nobody on, on the, on the, there's nobody on the waiver wire right now. tied in that. I'm just like champing at the bit for, I oh. feel like Hill Hill's kind of an unknown as, as to what his ceiling could be. And so to me, that gets the, I think Robert Tunyon probably needs to. I, I like to pick up Robert Tunyon. That whole Packers offense, like garbage. Yeah, we got Chris Daniels. Maybe Devontae saying, Adams is making Aaron Rodgers look good instead we, of the other way around. We got Chris Daniels on Twitter saying the cheat sheet isn't up yet. Yeah, Chris, like we're at, Trashman and I are arguing over the cheat sheet right now. <laughs> After this show, that's what the show is. <laughs> that's us figuring out the cheat sheet. Man, we'll get it up. It, just as soon as we get off, I'm going to send it to our web guy for sure. But we're just ironing out a few kinks here at the very end. We're tied in. Anything else you want to hit on besides that, Tunyon? I mean, I, I've loved Tyler Conklin. He play, dude, Tyler Conklin played all this. Tyler Conklin played all the snaps. CJ Uzoma is the tight end, too. 
for the Jets. And if you watched any of the preseason or you listen to the podcast we did with Mike K, we've been talking about this Tyler Conklin stuff for a little while. So I think a deep release, Conklin, certainly interesting. Tunyon, certainly interesting. I wouldn't go breaking the bank on O.J. Howard just yet. All right, trash man. Let's hear your Justin Fields hype and 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 what is what is this propaganda? I can't believe you you wanted him so high up on the sheet. And then I'm like, why? And I'm I'm, I'm like, what are you even score? And you're like, I don't know. I just thought you looked good. I, I but, felt like I felt like he turned the corner. <coughs> I felt like that offense looked better than I thought it was going to. I mean, they beat the 49ers. I felt like in clutch situations. That game was well, played in a torrential goddamn downpour, trash. Man. It was exactly. so hard. And Fields still made clutch throws when he needed to. I I just he looked he looked like an NFL quarterback. Okay. I mean, well, he, he do you think he looked better than Trey Lance? Uh, that's just that's a what is what is that? that that's well, a well, okay, that's a cream so that's Lance, a cream of the Trey Lance is on the waivers. That's the cream of the crap kind of scenario. Okay, there. but I, if Trey Lance is on the waivers. And Phil and and Fields play better than Lance. Would that not put him into a higher echelon? No, I still pick Lance because I like I, I like the coaching there better. I like the surrounding pieces so much better. He gets he to throw to Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and all the really, he, he, he's not he, he's he's not throwing to Dante Pettis and Byron Pringle and EQ fucking St. Brown. I mean, even even so, he won the game doing it. I mean, I just. I like Fields. I like him as a. I like him as a prospect over the right. long over the long run. All right. So, trash man, you you have a heart out here too, uh, uh, just as I do. Hearing about here in the next few minutes. So, let's talk about any of these other tight ends you want to talk about. Any defenses, and then if you guys have questions about guys you can drop to pick some of these guys up, let us know on the sides. I haven't gotten any questions yet, except for well, one that I've gotten from <coughs> one of my other neighbors earlier today. He was texting me about a quarterback. So if you guys have questions about whether you can drop somebody to pick somebody else up, fire it up in here, trash man. Any other quarterbacks and any defenses that you're looking at as far as picking up and streaming? I mean, Bengals, they played the Cowboys this week. I, I think that and you might have had the Bengals already because, you know, so if you had them to play them against uh, Pittsburgh, <laughs> which didn't go too well, boy, we, it, it would have been better to have the other side of that one. But if you have them, you can hold on. I think the same is true of Cleveland, right? They have another good matchup coming this week. Yeah. Any Cleveland. others? Or the, any, any others? Or should they just look at the sheet? Um, this is, I mean, Logan Thomas, I feel like as long as he's healthy, he's a pretty good fantasy tight end. I feel All like right. this commander's offense is looks better than I imagined it was going to. Maybe it was just because they're playing Jacksonville, but I like what I saw. All right, so I don't have any questions here, but I did have I did have a question that came in about Derek Carr. Derek Carr, are you dropping him to pick up any of these waiver guys this week? One of my neighbors asked, should I, should I drop Derek Carr to feel Carson Wentz? Uh, to me, that's that's a coin flip. It's not a coin flip. It's idiotic. It's the same thing I told him. So what are you talking about? Carson I don't, I don't, I don't like Derek Carr as a quarterback. Do you like Devontae Adams as a receiver? I like him as a receiver, but I and just like I thought, he Derek Carr cannot sustain more than one wide receiver in fantasy. Derek, Derek, Derek Carr was the quarterback 10 this week. Hunter Renfro sucked. 
did not live up to his ADP. And that's because Derek Carr, Derek Carr cannot get the ball to Devontae Adams, Waller, and Renfro on a consistent basis. I don't see it happening. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's a good, it's a good offense that plays in the AFC West. And he's got Devontae Adams. I'm not, I'm not dropping him just yet. Question is AJ Brown for Lamar Jackson a good trade? So are you, if you're getting AJ Brown, yes, it's a good trade. If you're getting Lamar Jackson, no, it's not a good trade. Those aren't the kinds of trades you want to be making unless you're in a superflex league. And I doubt that you would be offered Lamar Jackson in superflex. Trash man, when when we come on here next week, are people going to be asking about whether or not they should be dropping Ezekiel Elliott? I mean, just based on his volume, you can't. Yeah, but I, 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 I know you're going to say that you can't. But are people going to be asking? I hope not. I mean, it's rough out here for a Cowboys fan. 